We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studios. Presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Check out the score's new showtime. Our starting lineup kicks off your morning with Mully and Haw at a new time. Now getting you to work at 5.30 and going all the way to 10 a.m. Followed by the newest mashup of Dan Bernstein and Lawrence Holmes. 10 a.m. till 2. Parkins and Spiegel afternoons 2 to 6. And Gabe Ramirez at night. Same great score lineup. New times. We are Sports Radio. 670 The Score, WSCR in HD Chicago, WBMX HD2 Chicago, and Odyssey Station. This hour is brought to you by Vasectomy Clinics of Chicago. With the 18th pick in the 2022 NBA Draft, the Chicago Bulls select Daylon Terry from the University of Arizona. You're listening to The Score's NBA Draft Special. And now, the voices of the Bulls Radio Network, Chuck Swirsky and Bill Whittington. Again, according to one scouting report, Dale and Terry was the glue guy on that Arizona ball club. Very good, very good Arizona ball club. And, you know, watching Arizona play, one thing that stands out, Dale and Terry is a very passionate player, plays with a ton of confidence, had some great workouts, folks around the NBA can really, really defend, period. So that's my take on Terry having seen Arizona probably about five, six times during the course of the year. Well, you're the expert here then. Yeah. Well, I'm not an expert. I'm just saying <laughs> Compared to us, my you optics are. <laughs> on Arizona. That's all. I mean, so we're talking about the 18th pick, and I think this kid's going to have a chance to come in and be a rotation player. How is it, uh, again, I, I don't know much about Is he a freshman? Is he young? Is he 19? He is 19, 20 years old. Yeah. So that's tough. You know, that's tough in the NBA, you know, and, and I, you know, it puts every, all teams, not, you know, the Bulls at a disadvantage because, you, you know, you're bringing in teenagers. You know, it, it's hard to, you know, it's unfair to them, too. You know, we expect so much of these kids. He'll turn 20 in July 12th. Okay. Well, at least we'll have someone in Summer League. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's unfair, you know, because we expect so much of these kids. You know, you know Bill, what, what age were you when you came in the NBA? Uh, uh, 23. Yeah, and it's, and it's tough. It was yeah. tough. Uh, it's very different. And, and you just look at the, the biology of it. Your body as a, as a human, you're not fully developed yet, so your body's still changing, and you have to change your mind with it. Plus, now you're stepping up a level with the competition level, and you're learning a whole different thing. And, again, college, you played... Uh, between 30, depending on how good your team was, 30 and 38 games, and now you're going to go. You're going to play. Well, 
you're going to play 82 games unless, uh, you know, you Nobody rest. plays 82 no. games, as you know. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's more like the expectation to say, oh, you're a first-round draft pick. You know, so the, the, you know, the implication is, you know, you're, you're ready to be an NBA, you know, not star necessarily, but, you know, contributor, uh, you know, and, and this is, uh, you know, a Bulls t- a veteran team, really, you know. Uh, DeMar, Zach, uh, you know, Vucevic, uh, you know, th- these are veteran NBA players who are talking about, you know, uh, getting in position for a serious playoff run. You know, <laughs> it's tough to walk into when you're a kid. I mean, look at, at Patrick Williams at number four, you know, as good a prospect as, as he was considered, you know, because he's so young, it, it's been tough. Right, but I, I think he does check a lot of boxes. As, as uh, Charlie just said, he, he plays with an attitude. He's aggressive. Uh, he's athletic. He's long. He's a defender. He's got three-point sh- shooting capabilities. He can develop into a a, a playmaker uh, on for a next team. season. So, I, well, no. I, well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. And, and you know, just this devil's advocate thing. Can you play him ahead of Javante Green? And right now. No, because he's not playing yet. But next season. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to give the kid a chance. I mean, you know, is he is he NBA ready right now? I think he's going to have to. I think he's he needs some seasoning. But do I think he's a rotation player? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, 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 I'm sure they believe he will be. Yes, they wouldn't have taken him, obviously. Um, you know, as I'm just saying, it's tough to put that projection on a 19 year old, basically and say, you know, we're a veteran team, want to make a big step toward the playoffs. What can you do for us? And, you know, uh, hopefully hopefully you can. You know, I mean, he obviously fills some needs that they're missing, you know, with, you know, with the wing abilities, length, you know, you know, a little secondary ball handling, you know, all things that every team really, want, you know, wants to have. You know, that's the sort of the formula for modern NBA players, switchability, handle the ball, you know, make a play. Um, all those things. Um, Sam, he, he played 37 games with Arizona, all as a starter. He averaged nearly 28 minutes a game, took only six field goal attempts per game, but he shot 50%, went to the foul line less than two times a game, and he shot 73% from the line. But again, I'm looking at this player who is a terrific defensive player, plays with a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of passion, a lot of confidence, and I think he's a guy with a high motor, and I think he's going to get after it. And I think, again, we're looking at the 18th pick in the draft, and I think the Bulls probably looked at this saying, we've got to get some help on the wing. And and almost, I, I'm going to compare him to a guy that Mark Eversley drafted uh, when he was with Philadelphia from the University of Washington, Matisse Thibel. Who doesn't, you know, who's, a, who's, you know, known as a really good defender, um, is available, by the way, <laughs> from what I've read. Um, and yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, and he's a low, you know, one thing that would uh, concern me is a low volume of attempts. Yeah, he, he averaged, what, six shots a game. Yeah, so uh, now I, the question is, I don't know what that means. Player? Right, yeah, yeah, I don't know what it means not having watching the team play regularly and, you know, college offenses are so badly run. You know, you don't exactly know what they're doing some of the time. Um, <laughs> but you know, but 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 he's obviously was a low usage guy, and they were, so they were featuring others, I suppose. Uh, you know, was he a role player, defensive specialist, coming in to defend the you know the toughest guy on the opponent's team? 
you know, I'm not, I'm not sure about, you know, those things. And, you know, to be honest, I, and that's why I don't pay much attention to these players until they get in the NBA. Because right. until they're playing against NBA players, you really don't know who they are. You know, it, it, it's so different. You know, they also they all talk, and we always ask the question, you know, and, and the players, you know, automatically say, well, the speed is so <laughs> different. You know, it's all of a sudden like they have this, you know, light bulb moment about, oh, I didn't know it was like that. And so, you know, until you see them in that kind right. of competition, you know, so we'll get, we'll get a good look, you know, in summer league, you know, you know because, you know, the, the top rookies will be there, you know, and, and guys want to show up a little bit and show off a little bit. And so that'll be a first chance, um, you know, but yeah, like you say, you know, he fits some of the measurables that they can use. Sam, what type of uh, offseason are you expecting for the Bulls? Um, I don't. I don't think there's a lot they can do. Obviously, you know, I, I believe they will. Uh, the starting five will that they started last season with. They'll start next season with. Um, I believe, and I, I don't know this. No one's told me it, but I expect Zach Levine to return. Uh, all now, media indications seem to be leaning that way. Um, from what I've heard, Lonzo Ball's uh, recovery is proceeding, you know, reasonably well. Okay, there hasn't been setbacks, so I think that's kind of positive, you know, early on. And uh, you know, um, they're all hopeful. And and again, I don't think there's been setbacks. And then you know, you've got you, you know your core guys of DeRozan and Vucevic. So so I I think I think the off season is going to be about you know, fill in the gaps on the bench, you know, get, you know, get a backup big, you know, get a spot, you know, a guy uh, catch and shoot, you know, they're going to have an exception, you know, a te- uh, uh, they should have that $10 million exception. You can get a pretty good player or you can divide it up, you know, seven and three, six and four. based Ch- on Chuck little, and I are available. Uh, I know you could shoot. <laughs> big man who could shoot, we could use that. Running um, is the problem now. So I think, you know, I, th- I think they're going to be able to, fill out the bench, which really wasn't very good last year. And, uh, you know, so I, th- I think they're going to be able to make some improvements there. And, fill, you know, now I think they saw from last season, you know, what they were missing. You know, clearly uh, catch and shoot on the perimeter. And I, I think the number one priority is going to be able to find a defensive big inside. I, I agree 100%. And they, they need to do that. And they, they've taken the first step. Uh, and as we talked about earlier in the show, this is just the first day. There's still you know, the rest of the summer to see what they can do. But again, uh, as far as assets that you can move to to get a big time player or a huge role player is is uh, is tough right now. But I, I do believe there will be different moves, and uh, I agree with you 100%. I think Zach will be back. I think we'll have the same starting five as next season, but we'll have a much deeper and different bench. Yeah, and. and- you know, I mean, you don't want to keep making excuses and whatever, but, you know, they were a first-place team midway through the season. You know, Billy Donovan was one game off from coaching the All-Star game. Yep. You know, the defense was top five, you know, for in the early third, first third of the season at least. You know, so there's a lot of positives in that. And, you know, because of the injuries, Williams – I mean, really, you lost your three best defensive players for large parts of the season. Caruso, Caruso Ball, and, uh, Ball, and Williams. Williams. Yep. You know, and so even though from day to day, 
you don't sort of recognize that. Cumulative, it, it has an effect when, you know, you're taking out, the, you know, your, your three best defensive specialists, you know, that's going to suffer. And, and, you know, and that played out in the end of the season and, you know, and, and what we saw. So, you know, I, th I think there's a lot of positivity without having to make, you know, dramatic changes as long as they're able to, you know, return Zach and, and get Lonzo up and running again. Well, uh, as as both of you know, I'm on Twitter and social media a lot, and I love when hearing that, from the is that, fans. Is that new? No, it's not. But <laughs> here's the thing. People were coming in expecting the Bulls to make a big splash in this draft. And I think because of the aforementioned reasons that we were talking about, Rudy Gobert rumors, all of a sudden Rudy Gobert is headed to the Bulls for this player and that player and this player, or the Bulls are in the mix for this. Listen, you these other GMs aren't idiots. They want something in return. And, well, I mean, you can't gut your club and you can't, you know, sacrifice whatever first-round picks you have in the near future because, you know, they still owe Orlando number one next year. Right. It's protected, what, one to four? Yes. And San Antonio, they owe a number one, right, down the road? Yes. Okay. So if you – you can't people think that this is like monopoly money or this is like stratomatic where you're just trading players here and trade it doesn't work like that well and you're right chuck in that in that sense even though i i will say some of them are idiots some of the other gms <laughs> um only based on me having talking to them but yeah you know when you make a deal and i know it seems unfair but the idea of all deals is not to benefit only the bulls you know, so other teams really occasionally feel that they should get some benefit out of it. So I yeah, understand. And also you saw from this draft day, I think this was revealing, there were very few deals. You know, there were a couple of switches, but there weren't many major player deals. And I, and I think, um, you know, obviously guys are going, you know, Delangelo Russell, you've heard a lot of names. I think there'll be some moves as things go on, you know, but a lot of the big names are where they are. You know, LeBron's not, you know, there's not LeBron's rumors, there's not Kevin Durant rumors, Kawhi is coming back, Paul, you know, all the big stuff that we had talked about in previous summers, not, not a lot of that is there. So I think there's going to be a lot of sort of tinkering around the edges, as we kind of called it with the Bulls, you know, at the end of the season thing for, for a lot of teams. And, you know, I don't think there's going to be a lot of major stuff, although, like you say, I think Atlanta would like to do several big things. John Collins probably mostly. I, I expect him. He'll probably move somewhere. But you know, that's like Aaron Gordon kind of move. You know, uh, that's not a guy who changes the fortune of your team. You know, teams like you know Denver will get Jamal Murray back. Porter. You know, guys. You know, recouping. You know, uh, Philly and Boston. I mean, Philly and Brooklyn will get more stable, assuming as stable as you can get having Kyrie Irving on your team. Now, there's my guy Walker Kessler. Where'd he go? Memphis. Memphis. And they got Steven Adams. They got another big guy who can't move. <laughs> so he fits right they in. Got, they got all the big guys who can't move at all. <laughs> well, you know, again, Memphis, they've got two number ones. They've got a second round pick. And they're kind of playing right now with house money because they already have the second youngest team in the NBA. Oh, they got, Oklahoma City. They got see they, what they got is is they got a great young player. Yes. And that that he's a superstar. Right. And that makes all the difference. Uh, let's see. Um, all right, we've got. Uh, uh, is that Iman? Is that how you? Iman. Iman. I'm sorry, Iman Brennan from the Athletic, the college basketball writer. Next segment to talk 
on uh, Dale and Terry. Thank you. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break. Do we have to take a break or can we keep going? You tell me. We're going to wrap it up. Uh, Sam, you got you got time to stick around for a little bit more? I, All right. I, yeah, I, I got actually a couple of months I if don't. you're interested. <laughs> really not doing much this summer. All right. Uh, this is Chuck Swirsky along with Sam Smith, Bill Weddington, of course, my main man, owner of three NBA championship rings. Uh, we're going to come back in a moment and we'll talk about Dale and Terry, the Bulls' number one pick drafted 18th overall from the University of Arizona on our 2022 NBA draft show. This is The Score's NBA Draft Special, live from the Advocate Center, with your hosts, Chuck Swarski and Bill Winnington. And we are back right here. We are waiting for Dale and Terry to um, speak to members of the media gathered here at the Advocate uh, on a Zoom call. Of course, we will uh, pick it up live right here on 670 The Score. Dale and Terry out of the University of Arizona and uh, played two years for the Wildcats in Tucson and uh, known as a very passionate, enthusiastic, gets-after-it type player. Uh, one uh, scouting report said he was the glue guy for the Wildcats. Uh, but, um, Bill, again, this is a guy who loves to play and relishes to play defense. Uh, it really does, and, and has a seven-foot wingspan for a six-foot-seven frame. Very versatile player, has great length, and I, I think he f fulfills a lot of a lot of roles that the Bulls need. He's athletic, can get up and down the floor, uh, has the potential to be uh, a playmaker, uh, but uh, can step in and be, a, I think, a good role player here right away with the Bulls and also gives that athleticism uh, to get up and down the floor if Lonzo Ball is back handling the point to give him another outlet finishing at the rim. So uh, very productive player. And again, you have to fill needs and find a, find a player that... Uh, can fit a role that you need it in. Again, if, if we're going with the starting five, which I believe the Bulls are and uh, have wanted to do so the, all along. So uh, this is a great fit right now for the Bulls, and it's just going to be a matter of obviously seeing him in the summer league and getting him out here on the court to, to play. Uh, we uh, just received word that uh, Philadelphia and Memphis have made a trade with uh, veteran Danny Green, who uh, suffered an ACL injury, and so he will not play next year. But uh, Danny Green is now headed to the Grizzlies, and uh, DeAnthony Melton headed to Philadelphia, and the 76ers have sent the 23rd overall pick to uh, Memphis, and the Grizzlies are on the clock. DeAnthony Melton, a really good uh, two-way type player, uh, combo player. He um, is very, very active defensively. But again, we are waiting for uh, the number one pick by the uh, Chicago Bulls drafted 18th overall, Dale and Terry. So, uh, Bill, to uh, recap, this has been uh, kind of a, a quiet night for major moves that we thought might happen on draft night with blockbuster <laughs> trades. But again, but isn't that every year? Every year. But, you know, again, <laughs> the door is now open. Once once teams come up for air after the draft night, then I think we're going to see some movement. I, I think so, too. But and that's part of the problem now with social media. I mean, there were some reports that, uh, you know, the Bulls could get Kevin Durant tonight and in a trade and sign and all this stuff. It's there's just so much stuff going on out there that uh, you really can't uh, listen to everything that's going on. You have to see what's going on. And, and to be honest with you, and, and we've all known this, the Taurus has been very quiet, very playing everything close to the cuff. And there has not been a lot of uh, voices coming out from the Bulls of what they're looking at. So uh, I think this definitely, again, fulfills a need that the Bulls have. And they took the best player available at the, what they felt the needs they needed to fulfill our right away soon, and that's what they did. 
You know, Bill, I read a great quote today, and uh, did I write it? <laughs> it uh, it was from a veteran player, and he's talking about the fact that he goes, you know, once you're in in camp, he said it's one thing. He said. It doesn't matter whether you're the fourth pick in the draft or the 14th pick or the 40th pick. No. Once you go into camp, all that is forgotten. Now, you may have a little bit of wiggle room because you're a high draft pick, but you got a bullseye on your back, too, the higher the pick you are. Exactly. You know, I, I, I went into camp in Dallas with three three rookies. Detlef Schrempf, myself, and Uwe Blob. I was the 16th, Uwe was 17th, and Detlef was six or seven. And we at that point, we were all the same to all the veterans that were on the team. We were all rookies. And they did their best to make us feel as uncomfortable as we could because they understand, you know, we're there to try and take their jobs. And, that, and that's one thing I think people forget is uh, every draft year, it's competitive. And there are players that are on the team that uh, look at rookies coming in saying, they, they're trying to take my job or my minutes. And you have to go up there and perform. And that's they're going to test you, and you have to be able to stand up to the task and uh, perform night in and night out or day in and day out in practice for the first uh, couple of weeks. Training camp used to be a month long. Uh, it's just a, a week or a week and a half now. but uh, And you're going to get tested all year long, and it's a totally different thing. I mean, uh, you, you played on a college team that maybe had one or two, maybe three if you're a really good team, uh, you know, NBA, NBA players on it. Now you're going to an NBA team now that has – 12 to 17 guys that were the stars that are college team and you're going to have to perform your best all the time every single time you step on the floor in practice well again we are waiting for dale and terry to join the uh, members of the media here uh, uh from the university of arizona we also have uh, eamon brennan uh, from the athletic the college basketball writer he is on hold until we hear from the uh, bulls number one pick drafted 18th overall and bill i'm glad you mentioned the human element side of things because you know if you're a fringe player and you're barely hanging on and maybe you're hoping to get one more year in the nba maybe two or maybe that next contract and all of a sudden you know you see these fresh young live legs coming in mm -hmm. and you're you know you're hoping that you can secure a spot on that roster, you, you bust it. Oh, absolutely, and that's actually, that's a lot of times you talk about drafting players to maybe push someone else that you see more potential in to get them to play even better. But uh, having said that, how about Arizona products that have played for the Bulls? Uh, Steve Kerr, University of Arizona, Larry Marketing, Judd Bushler, my guy, Bushy, Bison Daly, mm. uh, Khalid Reeves, Stanley Johnson, and uh, Raleigh Alkins. So. Uh, Arizona players familiar here oh, with, in Bill, Chicago. Listen, I mean, you know, Lou Olson, when he left the University of Iowa way back in the day, and I'm dating myself now, but Lou Olson was an outstanding basketball coach um, for Long Beach State and then the University of Iowa, and then he goes to Arizona and single-handedly rebuilt that program. That program was a mess in Tucson, and Lou Olson put that uh, program on the map and Arizona was a legit, legit, le I mean, lethal team year after year after year, won an NCAA title. And, uh, you know, Arizona's had some out unbelievable players yep. come through Tucson. So, again, we are uh, waiting. We're just, you know, to be honest with you folks, um, you know, we're trying to probably get the coordinates going on with the Zoom and for Dale and Terry so they can maybe get things aligned with uh, the mechanics of a Zoom call and the video. And uh, once we receive word, we will make sure and uh, get that going. And once we do, you'll hear it live right here on 670 The Score. 
And so uh, Dale and Terry, very, very excited to join the Bulls, and why not? Dale and Terry is a very confident, confident young man, and he is uh, enthusiastically going to join the Bulls with a shot at becoming a rotation player. And so we're getting, up, we're so. getting close. So <laughs> we a false alarm, ladies and gentlemen. I apologize. That, that's all right, Bill. <laughs> uh, I guess one of the uh, things that uh, came out of the draft, other than the fact that Detroit, obviously with Jaden Ivey, has helped themselves, and um, you know the big man Duran uh, out of Memphis in a, in a multiplayer swap is headed to the Pistons. So they've really, really improved. Uh, they have, and they already had a couple of young players that were great in Cunningham and pushing the ball up and being a great playmaker for them. But they, they, they've stayed, they've gotten young. I don't want to say they've gotten younger, but they've stayed young, but they're so athletic now. And you, you have to wonder how much this young team can play because they're going to play hard and it's going to be a fast game. It's going to be a track meet every time you, you go to Detroit now. And uh, I tell you what, at the beginning of the season, uh, you probably want to get get uh, Detroit in as much as you can, and, and hopefully the Bulls will play them a lot early in the season. Because by the end of the season, when those guys uh, they're young, and uh, they'll have all that energy, and their bodies are young, and, they, and they'll still be fit. And uh, after playing for 30, 40 games, kind of figuring things out a little bit more, they're going to be a tough team, and uh, a team to be reckoned with in the Eastern Conference. Yep. So again, we're uh, still waiting for um, for Dale and Terry, and we'll we'll get that Zoom call, folks, too. Also, Abaji out of uh, Kansas, very good uh, scorer. Yeah, saw him hurt St. John's uh, earlier in his, his past season. Yep, and he is headed to the Cleveland Cavaliers. You're listening to live coverage right here on 670 The Score as the uh, NBA draft is making its way down late first round as uh, the Spurs uh, are on the clock, and they will make their selection in just a moment. Memphis has been very busy. They made... One trade with uh, Philadelphia. Now they have made another trade with uh, Minnesota because uh, Memphis had a lot of draft capital and uh, the Grizzlies have taken advantage of that, trying to uh, put some, again, more young players on that roster. Bill, I don't know how much younger they can go. <laughs> they do have a young team right now, but I think we're ready to go here. All right, with Dale and Terry from the University of Arizona with the Bulls. Hey, Dalen, can you hear us okay? Hello? Hey, can you hear us okay? I can hear you. My name's Beth, I'm with the PR department. Um, we've got a couple of our media writers here who are gonna ask you a few questions, if that's all right. Okay. Who wants to start us off here? Okay, this is uh, live coverage hey, Dylan, right here on 670 The Score. And um, Casey Johnson, like one of the senior phone. members of the uh, press corps covering the Bulls for many, many years. First for the Chicago Tribune, now NBC Sports Chicago. And uh, he will uh, ask the first question for Dale and Terry from the University of Arizona as uh, Dale and Terry has picked 18th overall. Hey, Dale, and I'm Casey Johnson with NBC Sports Chicago. How are you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Good, good. You seem excited. Uh, I'm hoping you can describe uh, what strengths of yours you think will translate to the next level and what areas of your game you might need to work on at the next level. I believe my defense, my versatility is going to come over immediately, you know. Um, those are things that I do every day. Um, 
I believe also like my energy, my my leadership, all that, all the, the my grit, all them all them things that just make me who I am are gonna keep me in this position and start tomorrow. You know, I also believe I I need to work on my off the dribble shooting. Um, I feel like my catch and shoot shooting has got there, but also my off the dribble shooting. I need to get that get that better and just just, just getting stronger and just just growing up. You know, I'm 19 years old right now. Just gotta gotta, gotta grow quick. I'm about to play grown men. Awesome. And a uh, quick follow-up. What kind of contact did you have with the Bulls throughout the draft process? Did you come in for a workout, uh, maybe at the Combine? If, did you interview with them, that kind of stuff? Yeah, um, I worked out right before the Combine with them. And it was all love, honestly. Um, it was a great time. I had a really good time, actually, there. And I, I really wanted to be there. It's crazy. I, I called my agent, AC, immediately right after him. I was like, nah, that's where I need to be. So it's, it's great. Like, like, they drafted me, and, man, I'm so happy, man. Yo, Daylon, congrats, man. Uh, Jamal Collier with ESPN. Uh, just your thoughts on the team, the, on the Bulls that they currently got. How do you feel like you fit in with the current roster? Man, I feel like I fit in perfectly, man. I'm a, I'm a lengthy guard that's willing to, willing to do anything to win. Honestly, I, man, I watched so much DeMar DeRozan this year. It's crazy. Like, him just getting to his spots, raising over people. Zach Levine, smallest player ever. And then A.O., he would excel. So, I mean, I just see him in, at the combine. So, it's just like... I'm probably forgetting somebody, man. Alex Caruso was in, in the locker room when I was in the locker room when I worked out. So it, it's just like, it's it's good. Like, man, everything is just, wow. <laughs> you said that at some point, I think, during your pre-draft process, like when they do the redraft in 10 years, you know, people are going to sure. sort of regret that. What do you think people missed about your game, and, and what, why do you think you said that? I feel like just people were just overthinking it, honestly, man. But I'm glad I went 18. I'm happy. I'm so happy. Like, 18 was perfect, honestly. Like, I have no regrets at anything. Like, I wanted to go to Chicago Bulls. I'm love it. I'm, I'm ready. Cody Westerland with 670 to score. Congrats. Just what's the uh, conversations you've had with AK, Mark Eversley, Billy Donovan, those guys, whether it was previously at workouts or now, what have they kind of said to you? Um, they, I mean, they just – Dissected my game before. Um, AK came to Arizona one time. I remember I meet, meeting him. He came down to our practice preseason. So I, I had a relationship with him. His son goes to Arizona. So um, I know him a little bit. And when I when I had my dinner with him, when I when I worked out, it was just great. I felt like a family already. We were making each other laugh. Everybody was laughing. And then at my workout, I could just tell, like, it was, I felt the energy in there. It was right where y'all, where y'all standing at is where I was shooting at. So... <laughs> Hi, I'm Andy Seligman, AP. Um, just what went into what went into the process behind your decision to declare rather, I mean, to to stay in the draft rather than go back to school? It was kind of a late decision, and I'm just wondering what pushed you over the top there. Um, honestly, I just believe that this is my dream, man. I didn't I didn't go to college to be I didn't I didn't start playing basketball to be a college player, you know. Like I've always wanted to be in the NBA, so it's just like. As soon as they, I heard them calling, it was like, man, I gotta go. So I'm hot right now. Obviously, um, I'd rather be in the, I'd rather be in the NBA, young and being ready to learn and all that, than be in college and be the star. So, at Dalen, this is Dion Miller from ABC Seven. I love your energy so much. So, can you just kind of take us through the emotions you felt as your name was called and this moment became reality for you? Man, I just it was relief. Honestly, like it was so much stress all day. It was a long day. I was doing a lot of things. I was just trying to. Relaxed a little bit, man, but I was pacing for a little bit, honestly. And then I took my jacket off and I put it on. When my agent gave me the call like seconds before, 
for y'all. So, man, it was just it was just a surreal moment. I can't even reenact how I was feeling. But the whole the whole restaurant right now, they was it's tripping. <laughs> hey, Dalen, uh, Rob Schaefer, NBC Sports Chicago. Um, I don't know if you're a big comparisons guy, but just when you watch guys at the NBA level, who do you study most and who do you kind of look to model your game after? Uh, honestly, I just look at big guards, man. I'm not going to put it on anybody because I, I just – everybody, all the guys that I'm that I could name is just – they're great players, honestly. So, it's just – I feel like I'm really one-on-one. I'm a, I'm a – I feel like I'm a I'm a one-on-one energy, all that. So, it's just like, man, um, I, I watch a lot of tall guards, a lot of big guards, a lot of defenders, a lot of guys that do a lot of things that don't show up on the stat sheet because I believe that's who I am. No, done, done. Okay. Dalen, you said you were obviously thrilled to be at 18 because of the fit here in Chicago, but are you also one of those guys who are going to remember who was picked before you when you face this? Yes. yes, sir. I remember everybody already. Like, yes, trust me. I got it. <laughs> are you guys good in here? You mentioned when you're talking about things you need to work on, uh, most scouts that I've you know, read up on you quickly here about the game might be ahead of your offensive game. So offensively, what do you think is your, your biggest area of growth or your need of my, my off the dribble shooting? I believe that that's the area of growth that I, I need to improve. I just need to show, honestly, I feel like all summer I've been working on it, but I mean, I can only, I can only tell you so much. So you got to see it. Dalen, we're going to take one more from zoom. Mike McGraw with the daily Herald. Go ahead. Hey, Dale, I'm just curious, uh, where are you at right now? You got a, some sort of draft party, I take it? Yes, sir. I'm in, I'm in Phoenix right now. I had a draft party. How many people over there? Man, probably like a honey. <laughs> okay. Uh, also, when I, you know, one thing I saw that, like, when you were first getting to Arizona, there was some talk about maybe you playing some point guard at some point. Did that ever come to pass, or do you consider yourself a wing now, or how is that? I consider myself a basketball player. I play one through three. Maybe some four depends on what type of type of lineup is out there. Um, I played a lot of those positions this year, so I don't want to separate myself as one one player because I feel like or one position because I'm just so versatile. Uh, Sam okay, Smith uh, with Bulls.com. Um, we so we didn't see a lot of Arizona basketball. It didn't seem like you shot that much or got to the line that much. What what was your role in, in your offense, and how come you know you had so few field goal attempts? And I, I mean, I passed the ball. I feel like, I feel like me, me passing the ball and watching one of my teammates score is just like me scoring. So it's just like, I was the guy that could sacrifice some shots to facilitate the others and get get the offense going, initiate the offense, make the extra pass, get the rebounds, all that. I was doing the stuff that didn't show up on the stage sheet. So me, me not taking a lot of shots at some points, it was just the role I was playing, honestly. So, man, I'm I'm just a, I'm a product of my environment. I, whatever um, situation I'm in, I'm adapt to. All right, Dalen, that's all we have for you today. Thanks so much for your time. We're looking forward to welcoming you to Chicago early next week. Yes, sir. Thank you. See you. Okay, that is uh, Dalen Terry, the Bulls' number one pick, drafted 18th overall. Chuck Swirsky, Bill Weddington. Before we take a break, Bill, your thoughts on a very passionate, enthusiastic, transparent, uh, effervescent, bubbly personality of the newest member of the Bulls' organization. Well, 
if he plays half as good as his uh, enthusiasm right now, I think everyone's going to be happy with him. And uh, Sam Smith asked a, a very leading question at the end. I mean, he only he only shot the ball six times a game, but he did average almost four assists a game. So. Uh, he fit into the role that was required of him at Arizona. And you know what? That's exactly what the Bulls are looking for now is, is a role player, a guy that can fit in and grow into that role. And I, I love his athleticism, and uh, his energy is going to be huge. And if the Bulls stay healthy next year, I think he's going to play a bigger part uh, than people think uh, he will as, as far as this team goes, much like Io did this past season. Mm -hmm. Good, good, very good illustration. All right, uh, Eamon Brennan of The Athletic will join us, the uh, college basketball writer. You're listening to live coverage from the advocate, Chuck Swirsky, Bill Weddington, right here on 670 The Score on the 2022 NBA Draft. Yeah, definitely inspired me. I feel like they're going to be a redraft in 10 years, and it's, it's going to change up no matter where I get drafted. Mm -hmm. You're listening to The Score's NBA Draft Special, and now the voices of the Bulls radio network, Chuck Swirsky and Bill Whittington. And we are back live again uh, right here at the Advocate, uh, Dale and Terry, drafted uh, 18th overall from the University of Arizona. And uh, again, congratulations. You just heard the voice of uh, Dale and Terry, 6'7", uh, from Arizona. And uh, joining us, Eamon Brennan from The Athletic, who covered Arizona ball along with the college basketball period. And uh, what do you make of the pick, Eamon? Thank you for joining us right here on 670 The Score, the home of the Bulls. Good pick. I have I, liked this player all year. Um, he is a really interesting guy in that he was on a really good team um, despite his talent, and Arizona was just really talented. A fourth or fifth option offensively, who nonetheless made an impact there and was also an extremely good defender uh, at six seven on on the other end of the floor. So um, plays with a lot of attitude. Plays with like you heard from his interview just then, like very confident, very sort of swagger type of player. Um, but I think a guy who realizes that his skills best fit into the larger collective as a sort of six seven guy who isn't a great shooter but a great facilitator, great passer, and a really good defender. I think he's a really interesting player that I've, I've loved watching all year in college basketball. Right, why did you love him? Uh, I mean, for those reasons described, like he is a really, really, really good passer. I love watching good passers play basketball uh, at the college level. He's uh, a, one of those guys who has an intuitive sense of where guys are going to be on the floor, makes really good reads really good passes, one-handed passes to the corner, um, just gets it. And at the college level, he's really capable of, you know, guys don't play him for his three-point shot, but it doesn't matter as much, right? He can still sort of facilitate the over-the-top. Again, he's 6'7", so his passing skill is not limited by uh, a guy getting up in his face in the same way that it, that it may be in the NBA. Um, but really good attacking player. Arizona played up and down. They were one of the fastest teams in the country uh, this past season. Their point guard, Kare Kreisa, got hurt in the middle of the year, and that was supposed to be a, a big, you know, a big blow to them. It ended up not being because Dale and Terry is such a capable sort of point guard um, at 6'7". Didn't bring the same shooting, but again, downhill attacking, out in, like, out in transition, perimeter play, 
really good player. And then we're not even talking yet about his defensive ability, which is top notch. Eamon, Bill Wennington here. And we've talked about a lot of his strengths. And it's, I mean, if we have a healthy Lonzo Ball, it sounds like he'll fit perfectly into that uh, up and down transition game. But what about in the half court if when we start to slow it down and you saw what DeMar DeRozan did for the Bulls this past season? Uh, will he be capable of kind of fitting in into that half court set? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the big challenge. I think his feel is really good, right? Like he feels the game really well. He understands it really well. That this is sort of my whole like I love watching this player thing is is feel, intuitive ability, um, seeing angles and, and passing angles that, that aren't like, you know, you don't see a lot of 18, 19 year old kids see, but he is not, uh, like he's an okay shooter. He hit 36% from three. Uh, but I think he had 75 attempts. It's not like he's like a, you know, a liked out perimeter shooter that is going to stretch the floor for you. Um, so maybe that gets bogged down a little bit in the half court and the NBA level is obviously different. Like the reads are different. Everything's different. It's very much um, college hoops has a diversity of styles and it's very, I don't want to say easy, but it's possible for a team like Arizona with a ton of talent to say like their first year head coach, Tommy Lloyd did this year. We're going to get up and down. We're going to run at people. They're not going to be able to handle us. And, by and large, that works. Um, that's obviously not the same calculus that you have in the NBA, so it's a, a slightly different situation there. So I do think the the big thing for him in the half court, if you're talking either end of the floor, is defense. He's a really, really good defender. Again, 6'7", moves like a point guard, really good, capable of switching a lot of stuff. Offensively, I think his feel is good, but perimeter shooting, floor stretching ability is going to be a challenge for him. Did you see this season and uh, the first season the room for growth and that potential that you can see him improving and getting better uh, each year in the NBA? Yeah, I mean, if he shoots it, then you've got a, a great player there, right? Like, I think that is the key thing. And I think that's if you're going into the 18th pick, this is, this is why I, I tweeted earlier, like, I think it's a great pick. If you're going into that pick, um, to be a complimentary player for an already good established team, um, you're in good shape, right? And it's, yep. a, again, a kid who I think is perfectly willing because he was just, just now in college a year ago, despite all of his talent, perfectly willing to facilitate, pass, make the extra pass, like not worry about his own stuff and play a really solid facilitating game at his size at six, seven with his lottery pick potential. Like I think if he shoots it and adds to that, he's got all of the ingredients mentality wise, physicality wise to be a really good NBA player, not necessarily in the long-term future. I think he can be a really good player, like pretty soon. Excellent. You know what, even before I let you go, one thing that impressed me during the zoom call. And again, I saw Arizona on TV. This is the first time I've really ever heard him interviewed, but his his personality is infectious. I mean, he's very transparent, and he, he speaks with a great deal of joy and passion. Is that what you take away when, when you speak to him or when you hear him? Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, Bulls fans are going to love him. He is very, very um, 
enthusiastic is a great way to put it. Like very uh, upfront, no nonsense, like all throughout the NCAA tournament was very sort of ebullient and, and fun to cover. And I think that that sort of vibe is very like dovetails with this Bulls team, this current Bulls team really well. And also I think what Bulls fans generally gravitate to, like, like I said, no nonsense, um, a really good player who can back it up. And I think like, like a very similar character to AO in a lot of ways, but I think will will make sense for Bulls fans and will bring something different tactically and strategically on the floor, but like is very similar um, to that kind of guy in terms of his personality. And I think it's, it's a really good fit and a really good player that I think maybe went a little too low in the draft. Mm. Wow. Eamon, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yep, no problem. Eamon Brennan, the uh, college basketball writer, national writer for The Athletic, joining us right here on 670 The Score. Bill and I are going to recap it and wrap it up in a moment right here from The Advocate as the Bulls' 2022 draft in the books, unless they decide to go after a second-round pick or late first. But uh, nonetheless, 18th overall, Dale and Terry, 6'7", from the University of Arizona on 670 The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.